The portion of God's Word that we'll focus our attention on this evening comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Any of you store things underneath your bed? Our bed has become storage to, to, to many things over the last few years, and in particular, there are these they're these two little weights. I think they're little blue five-pound weights. They're always there. They never get used, do they? <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. But I, know, I never think about these weights until last night in the middle of the night. Turns out one of our young ones had relocated them to just outside the perimeter of the bed. And I had to use the restroom. And my toe ran into one of those weights. Whew. It's nothing like stubbing a toe in the dark. What's the remedy to something like that, right? The, the obstacle should be moved. Or the light could be on. Sometimes when there's an obstacle in front of us, no matter where it's at, we tend to think, well, the first thing, the best thing is to remove the obstacle, when in reality light would solve the problem. Walk around it. Step over it. Don't walk into it. I know it's possible to stub your toe in the daylight when there's light. It's happened to us before when we're not paying attention. But generally speaking, you you step on that little toy car or you stub your toe or you walk into the corner of a sharp table and bruise your thigh when it's dark. The portion of God's Word that we're looking at tonight is the traditional reading for Christmas Day. And I think there's probably a thousand sermons in this text. There's so much here. But for tonight's purposes, we're just focusing on the concept of Jesus being the light that comes into the darkness. And so I just wanted to have you listen to verses 4 to 9 one more time. In him, Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. We're in that time of year when light is as important as ever. 
Our days are continually getting longer. We talked about that not too long ago. Got me thinking this week. You know, I wonder if in a cold December, let's say 1822, 200 years ago, what do you think the typical American family was doing after sundown? Probably not much. Right? 1822, December in Wisconsin. You think anybody was running 20 miles from home to a sports practice? And then back? You think there was a group of church leaders gathering at the local congregation for a three-hour council meeting? You think that fill-in-the-blank of local nonprofit board was meeting? What did people do before electricity and modern transportation? I imagine this time of year things slowed down a little bit. I imagine the, the little house on the prairie winter night was probably a pretty relaxing winter night. Wood burning stove was hot. Nice warm meal cooked over that stove and then it did the added benefit of heating the house. Maybe there was a fire in the fireplace, some candles lit, maybe kerosene lanterns. Maybe there were some books to read or a piano to play. But I imagine that these long winter nights were pretty relaxing. But we're so blessed with so many advantages that they didn't have, we just kind of keep going. We don't have to stop. Harold Peterson came out to, to Shauna with me today to get to know the people there. And if I ever needed help running something out to the vacancy, he wanted to know some people to help. So Got to ride out in his nice climate-controlled truck. Nice ride on Highway 29. All the way back. Made it just fine. Plenty of time. You could go anywhere in the middle of winter in one of these cars, so it seems. There's nothing holding us back. And, you know, some of us are go, 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 going. Some of you in here are not at that phase of life anymore. You're not go, go, going. The the sun goes down, you're home, you stay home, unless you're coming to a service like this. But what are you doing once the sun goes down and the day is coming to a close? Electricity really opens up your options, and it's not just a radio or a TV anymore. There's a whole lot more options now. Gone are the days of family video, and then it's, it's quick replacement, the red box vending machine. You don't need those things anymore. You don't need... TV on a schedule. You don't need to be at a certain place at a certain time to watch the shows you like. You don't need to see if your favorite movie's actually in at family video. Oh, they're all gone again. All 25 copies. Nope, don't have to do that anymore. Everything is instantly available. You can watch whatever you want, whenever you want. It's all on demand. I wonder if we realize what this incredible comfort and incredible convenience can do to a, a sinful heart. You ever heard the phrase, a good thing can easily become a God thing? Just take out one of those little O's in good and it becomes a God, right? Are, are all these blessings bad things? No. 
Is a car that can take us anywhere, even on a cold night, in comfort and safety a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. Is the technology, the accessibility a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. But all these, these things can easily become God's for us. And when they do, when all the blessings that God has showered upon us, his people, become idols, then darkness fills every void and every corner in our life. Every single one. I want you to listen to the first verse of our hymn for tonight once, once again. O Lord of light, our only hope of glory, your radiance shines in all who look to you. Come, light the hearts of all in dark and shadow. Our lives are full of obstacles. They are full of things that would stand between us and the God who loves us. And many of those obstacles become God's. And the thing that we so often forget is that when the light is out, when there is no Jesus in our life, we don't see those things. We don't see the obstacles that are there. We don't see them for what they are. And spiritually, we keep running our our hip into the sharp corner of the table and stubbing our toes. And yet there's this Jesus, the Son of God, this light of the world, who comes into the world taking on flesh and endures something that we cannot even begin to imagine. He endures the darkness of hell on a cross, the wrath of his Father, no love, no mercy shown to him, He endures that hell because of my idolatry, because of yours. And then he experiences what it's like for the light to fade away, to die. You'd think that'd be the end. You'd think that'd be the end of the story. The light comes into the world and gets snuffed out. But you know it's not. That light that came into this sin-darkened world, that experienced the darkness of hell on account of our sin, on account of the darkness that we've caused, that light, his death was accepted as payment for the sins of the whole world. And the Father gave us a receipt, proof that payment had been accepted. It's called Easter. When he raised his son from the dead, this payment has been accepted. And now it is this once crucified, once dead, but now alive Jesus, who is the light, not just physical light, not just measurable rays of light, and yes, he is that. One day we'll see it. But spiritual light too. Light that shines in the darkness. You don't need the obstacles removed. You just need to see them. You need to see that they're there. And Jesus, the Lord of light, the master of light, he's the only source of light you need to see every single thing that lies in front of you for what it is. Last night I was sitting in the upstairs living room just outside of the kitchen in that wonderful parsonage, after a long day. 
We turned out all the lights, everything with electricity off. Only candles and one little kerosene lantern. It was kind of nice. And I just sat there thinking to myself about what I was going to say to you tonight. And the thought crossed my mind, you know, a simpler life sounds nice. Little house on the prairie type night, every night, all winter, a whole season of slowing down, not, not running full speed ahead through December, go, 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 go. That sounds really nice. But then I remembered a simple light, a simple life is not the Lord of light. It's easy to think that a slower paced life, a simpler life, life in the good old days, and all the obstacles would have been gone. It's not true. There were plenty of obstacles back then too. Different ones perhaps. Obstacles that you and I may never face, but they were there. Don't trick yourself into thinking they weren't. The only light that can help us see the obstacles that lie in front of us who are here now. We live now. God didn't have you and I be born back in 1822 or 1922. We're alive in 2022. And the obstacles that lay in front of us are the ones that God has allowed you and I to face. The solution is not trying to get them out of the way. The solution is just being able to see them. And thanks to Jesus, you can. And you will. But I want you to hear this last warning from the mouth of a, of a pastor who, who loves you. If we turned every light off in here, it would get dark very fast. Just because the light is on now does not mean that you and I are not capable of turning it off. It is possible for a Christian to fall away. It is possible for a Christian to cut themselves off from the light, to live in the darkness. And if that's starting to happen, even if the light is starting to dim to the point where it's getting hard for you to see the things that are lying in, in front of you, don't be surprised if you stub your toe or walk into something. And when you do, let that be a reminder not to get rid of the obstacle, but just to let the light shine. To let the light of Jesus, the word of God, shine into your life. That you would once again hear the, the one message that truly matters. You might be an idolater like me. You might be fully capable of filling your life with darkness, but the light has come. Your Savior Jesus, he shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Let's pray. O Lord of light, our only hope of glory, your radiance shines in all who look to you. Come, Light the hearts of all in dark and shadow. Amen.